Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Wolfcast. It's Helena here and today I'm joined by Elena, our resident yoga goddess here at Wild Wolves. Many of you will know Elena already and her passion for yogic philosophy and ancient mythical history. A self-professed nerd, Elena talks me through the chakra system and its role within the body. Apologies for the slightly lower quality of this sound recording, as it was recorded remotely in lockdown. But I hope you all enjoy the amazing knowledge Elena has to share. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Wolfcast. It's Helena here and today I am joined by Elena, our resident yoga goddess here at Wild Wolves. Many of you will know Elena already and her passion for yogic philosophy and ancient mythical history. A self-professed nerd, Elena talks me through the chakra system and its role within the body. Apologies for the slightly lower quality of this sound recording, as it was recorded remotely in lockdown. But I hope you all enjoy the amazing knowledge Elena has to share. Hi, Elena. Hi, Hal. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the Wolfcast today. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for asking me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's epic. I'm really happy because I know we've um, yeah, I've been talking about it for a while. And you just have so mm-hmm. much um, knowledge to share, so... Oh, that's super kind. <laughs> I'm a massive dweeb when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it's <laughs> always my pleasure to talk about it. Cool. Amazing. Um, well, we're going to be talking about um, chakras today. Um, I think, yeah, before we dive right in, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of you? Obviously, you're a yoga teacher, but also, I guess, your, your deeper learnings oh. as well. Oh, where to start? Um, so, 
Yeah, so I guess what we're talking about today is something that's been of huge interest to me for years. I think, um, I, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. I obviously teach at Walsh, um, so I know lots of community there. And I kind of came across chakras probably about, so I've been practicing since I was about 15, something like that. And chakras have always been really interesting to me as like this kind of um, energetic principle or, or like metaphor through which we can better understand ourselves, I mm. guess. Um, and I've been really lucky to have lots of wonderful teachers um, in it. One of my first Hatha teacher, um, he uh, spoke a lot about chakras. He's from a Hindu background, so the uh, lots of the traditional Hindu philosophy teaches us a lot about chakras, the chakra system. Um, and then when I was living in London, where I lived for a really long time, I uh, learned quite a bit from Harish Willis, which some I'm imagining some of us might might have heard his name before, but. He's an amazing Tantra scholar who teaches a lot about chakras. So, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, where I started diving into them and just thinking, oh, what are these? What do they mean? What are they? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that kind of thing. Cool. So I guess firstly, for anyone who hasn't heard of chakras before, um, can you please just give an overview of what they are? Mm. So... Um, the word chakra itself comes from the Sanskrit, uh, Sanskrit translated word, which is, uh, C-A-K-R-A. So, and, and it means like a wheel or, or a disc effectively. Mm. Um, and essentially where we find them in yoga, they're, they're centers of energy. So they're almost, we can imagine them like these kind of swirling discs or, often kind of visually they're represented as lotus flowers as well Mm. we see that quite a lot um and they're essentially centers where we come to think that the nadis converge so like the energy channels the kind of rivers of, of energy that run through us um through our subtle body so that's kind of what they are like swirling discs of energy is sort of what we can yeah I forgot actually that they were just often described as as um as discs yeah it's that kind of principle there's like a tunnel spinning yeah so is it like they're going kind of um I mean we're doing this on zoom so you guys can't see what I'm doing I'm seeing your finger now yeah (laughs) are they kind of like yeah spinning like round like um horror like that or are they spinning like that? <laughs> I feel like I want to describe what's happening with your finger yeah, right can't. now is it this is like contemporary dance <laughs> um are they yeah, like a roundabout like going on the floor or a Catherine wheel on the wall a Catherine wheel an energetic Catherine okay. wheel that's, yeah that's it <laughs> cool amazing yeah. and then Nadi's that's kind of um I remember learning about them my on my teacher training and they're yeah. So did you say they were like rip flows of rivers and we've got like something crazy, like 70,000 of them, right? Yeah. It's, um, well, it sort of depends which, uh, so I, I guess a, a good thing probably to come on to there is like, is understanding when we think of the chakra system, the, we, 
we are often taught in the West this kind of seven chakra system. Mm. And like you say, like loads of different rivers of nadis, of, of energy channels running through the body. But mm. actually, there are so many different chakra systems. Mm. And that when we first kind of start to see them historically, like emerge through through tantra, so, so particularly kind of Shaiva tantra, as I understand it. Um, so the really, really early roots in India. I mean, some of those chakra systems were so different. Mm. You know, those different branches, um, they're offering ideas of five, 12, 21 chakras. So depending on the lineage. Yeah. Um, but yes, we do often see that comparison between something like 70,000 nadis running through those. Okay. Um, but wow. it differs hugely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really differs. So you just touched then on kind of the where they originated. So yeah, how does that kind of fall back into kind of history? Ooh, well, so there's, I guess there's different, there's a debate where we first start to see them. And mm. I'm by absolutely no means or stretch of the imagination, the yoga historian. Um, but from my studies and my learning, I, what my understanding is, is that we start to see threads of it come from around uh, the Tantra Yoga period, which was kind of 600 to uh, around 1300 BC. And it started around what we know now as India, that, that part of the world, but also kind of Pakistan mm. um, and some of uh, Afghanistan as well. Um, and so, so some of those ideas first started coming from there, around then. But then we also see it later in the Vedas and the Upanishads as well. Some of us might have read those. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of coming from that part of the world. But the modern incarnations of the, like, seven chakra systems we see, that quite often comes from a text and um, quite, like, flavoured by European ideas, actually. yeah. And that text was in, I think, the 1500s or 1577 off the top of my head by an Indian uh, scholar. I forget his name. But lots of, the, lots of that text gave the framework for more modern books that we find now, like Anadea Judith, which lots mm. of us have probably read, mm. like Eastern Body, Western Mind. Um, so we see that kind of trickle down um, but it's, it's these ideas about uh, vortexes of energy in the body are so old. They're super, super, super old um, in their origins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. I mean, it's just, oh, it's so fascinating and mystical and, and thinking <laughs> back to like, you know, like ancient, like India and Pakistan. And I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's so a really... I think what's amazing when you can, and I really do recommend so many different writers and, and learning from different writers about them because we can start, like you said, like we could start to see where these things come from. And it's really interesting to know. I remember I, I remember I read Eastern Body, Western Mind, and I just, I think in my mind I was quite fetishized by it all at the time. Mm. I found like it was like this treasure trove of learning and understanding but then, like, after diving a little deeper and learning, like, the history and the kind of um, so much of the stuff about the chakras that are misconceptions, that's when it really started opening doors for me of, like, oh, actually, 
we've got quite a fetishized idea in the West of what these are or maybe where they come from. Mm. But it's really nice to go back to the roots or just dig a little deeper, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I sort of know my way through the chakras, you know, quite well, but I don't actually know mm. much about the kind of origin. But you know what? I used to fall asleep every, in my um, yoga teacher training when we did philosophy class. <laughs> It was like it was always after lunch, grounded. and it was like hot, bench. and it was muggy. You know, it was India, oh, and like oh. I just remember I would try so hard to stay awake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's also about learning, though, right? I think is that how you learn? Like I know some of us are more like kinesthetic, aren't we? And yeah. then maybe yeah, maybe and you're quite artistic and creative yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely like more lecture style than. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just was falling like, asleep. Oh. Yeah, straight away. Oh. Oh, God. So maybe yeah, I'll fill in some gaps today. Um, okay. <laughs> so I guess what's the kind of you know relationship to yoga? I guess I'm thinking. Mm. I guess more. I guess because you know yoga is so different now. Because obviously, yeah. I'm thinking kind of in terms of you know modern Western yoga that we're familiar with, but then also kind of you know the sort of um, connection with which I'm sure is very much um you know interlinked with Mm. more ancient yoga as well Mm. well that's a really interesting question I think actually like I think chakras like where we see them like come into yoga it's so different I think on the different depending on our path and depending on our teacher Mm. right because if we see like quite often in the West on like our modern incarnations of yoga, modern postural yoga, I think we see the the um, the chakras um, represent the movement of energy, mm, mm. which I think in itself can offer a really beautiful um, uh, base of understanding. Not basic. I, I don't think actually like understanding them on a deeper level it takes preference sometimes. We sometimes think, you know, older is better, right? But that's not necessarily true. Um, But um, I think we use them and we can take them in yoga and a yoga practice as a tool for understanding our body, our endocrine system, because they map really beautifully onto the endocrine system, the glands. You know, we find the sacral chakra corresponds to like the adrenals, the kidneys, um, uh, and you know the the throat the throat the vishuddha is connected to like the thyroid mm. and something I learned as you know me as a bit more of an astrology um, nerd is that they all mm. interlinked with um, the seven main planets as well yes I heard this recently yeah, yeah. oh this was yeah this was totally new to me I, I didn't know this Ooh. yeah 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 so yeah you're so Can you remember what maps with what I've yeah just, just about um so obviously your your solar plexus, um, it's like your Manipura chakra. That is the sun, and then I mm-hmm. believe the moon was then your heart. Yeah, and then um, your third eye. Yeah, was Jupiter. So I think your throat would have been Saturn. Yeah. And oh, then wow. I, I think 
And then what's overhead? Maybe Neptune was... Um, Neptune was Sahasrara, yeah. crown chakra. Yeah. yeah, crown chakra. So then I believe... So your root was then Mars and your sacral... Sac- is it sacral? The second sacral, one? Sacral, yes. Falistana. That was Venus. Yeah. So oh, I just Venus, explained yeah, that in a really um, linear order. So it goes <laughs> uh, Mars, Venus, Sun, Moon, um, oh. Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune. Mm. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This is like new knowledge for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, when when I saw it, it yeah, it made um, made a lot of sense to me. I was is like, it a oh, little yeah. light bulb moment? Sometimes yeah, I was like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's quite interesting, actually, I think, as well, because originally when you look at the, the like, the tantra, so the original tantra, one of the original tantra mm. um, uh, systems was, was a five-chakra system, and I believe that actually where we first start to see that emergence of like the bija mantras, the, the sounds, mm, um, mm. which we use sometimes in practice to like connect to the different centers, mm. they were actually like vessels for channeling um, the elements through those centers. Yeah. So rather than just tap into the center, you're, you're tapping into the element which resides in that center. Mm. But that's interesting about the planet because actually you think of like Manipur is connected to sun, this element of fire, fire or Agni, yeah. mm, connected mm. with like Manipur meaning city of jewels. Sometimes it's quite a bougie translation of yeah. it in Sanskrit, but one that sometimes serves people, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's so interesting because you see that correlation of... Um, uh, elements moving through these different centers or animating them yeah um, yeah mm. yeah That's, yeah so interesting cool. so interesting so yeah. I've got here are they part of the subtle body and kind of what is the subtle body because it gets spoken about a lot yeah it does doesn't it I guess we hear that it's like hashtag shit yogi say it's yeah. that kind of thing isn't it you know, get in touch with your subtle body. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Where do I find it? <laughs> it's so subtle. Yeah, so subtle. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even see it. Where is it? <laughs> um, that's a really interesting. So, so I guess a way in to understand perhaps uh, chakras on on like a physical plane would be understanding them in the, the context of the Anamaya Kosha, so this sheath of being which is connected to the physical body. Mm. Um, but really, yeah, also understanding how they operate is is working into the Pranamaya Kosha. So, yeah, the, the subtle body level of being, the, the way... Um, and subtle body, uh, my understanding or, or my interpretation, what I teach it, it as is how energy moves through us and that deeper innate wisdom with us, within us mm. that lives outside of the realm of perhaps physical experience or mental experience. Mm. So I guess we can think of it in a way of the subtle body being um, when we maybe move through a practice and we get those eureka moments or those moments that sometimes we might feel like we're touching something other worldly that sounds a little bit um twee perhaps but it's touching spirit right it's like Mm. when you touch into your subtle body you're exploring something other than the day-to-day perhaps plane that we normally move through Mm -hmm. 
Um, and also within that, depending, I guess, on the path that you follow, um, is also whether you think that moving through that subtle body is in a way the whole world. It's like consciousness moving through you, you know, in the way that we are all on this kind of journey and we allow life to move through us. Um, so that might be a bit, mar- maybe I, did I even express that that clearly? I don't know, that might have so been a bit like, murky. Yeah, the subtle body is kind of just all the energetic stuff behind our physicality. Absolutely, that's a mm. much more coherent answer. <laughs> much more and and chakras are a part of that yeah yeah and we might know to understand so so actually maybe is it useful there to comment on the ones that we normally talk about is that useful to mention them maybe yeah I'm just thinking so so I guess for anyone listening that's totally new to this or is like thinking this is all batshit crazy then um there's normally seven in the West that we we understand, and they start with the base, so the root, the muladhara, which is the center um, connected with ideas of grounding and stability. It's often linked with the element of earth. Um, mulad meaning root in Sanskrit, so muladhara, the base of who we are, the kind of home. And we often connect that in the physical body, just so we have an idea of where we might place that in the tip of the tailbone or, or, or um, the kind of triangle of between the two sit bones and the pubic bone. And then we go up into the sacral chakra, which is connected to kind of fluidity, sensuality, sexuality. Um, and it's called svadhisthana, which means like, one's own place sometimes that's a rough translation for it Mm. um and then that moves up and then it goes to the manipura so like what we said linking with like the sun and fire and our sense of power Mm. and strength and then that feeds up into the anahata which is often characterized by air older teachings quite often connected actually with earth interestingly enough Mm. um but uh that's connected with like a green lotus flower, anahata meaning unbeaten or unstuck. Um, and then that feeds up, I'm just doing this gesture with my hand here, which no one can see. <laughs> um, that then would feed up to the vishuddha, which is connected with the throat, um, our center of speaking, our truth, our satya. Mm. Um, and then uh, feeding up again to the third eye. So the ajna, this uh, center of spaciousness of ether of atmosphere um linked with um clarity of sight pineal gland mm. and the pituitary gland in the brain um and then we feed up and then the top one's the crown so the crown on the top of our head the, the sahasrara or thousand petal lotus flowers is mm. sometimes um visually represented um so that's, I guess, is that useful to, I guess that's useful to get a sense of like, what are these? How do they uh, manifest? How might we visually or, or physiologically understand them? Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think once you tap into them, I, I did a, um, on the last full moon, I went to a um, meditation and we were doing a lot of, because oh, it was the Sagittarius and, um, crown chakra and I could literally feel 
it's wow. spinning and loads of other people on the um on the call felt that the same thing as well oh no way yeah and that was like wow. one of the like I was like wow like that was like actually something very physical that I really felt mm. and the synchronicity of that yeah That's so interesting the, everyone felt that yeah yeah that's so fascinating super cool yeah, yeah so I guess yeah. my next question was actually how can you connect with them oh well probably priming prime example of what you've actually just mentioned I mm. think I think my I remember my first foray into chakras being as someone that's actually naturally a bit of a skeptic or I like to debate mm. or be curious or mm. like question why something is mm. I remember when I first came across chakras, there was a lot for me that sound that I just couldn't get to grips with. But I think, like you just said that, I think meditation, gradually dropping deeper and deeper into meditation through loads of wonderful teachers. Uh, one of my teachers, Bridget, was Kramer. She, I don't know whether she teaches on chakras, but she does lots of stuff, um, really great kind of guided physical meditation and stuff work that leads you into a place of contemplation and I think I think with anything it's like any yoga practice right we start perhaps because we're curious about like what else is there Mm. about can we you know there's that like word woke isn't it which I think is a bit I don't think we're many use it anymore really because I think it sort of appropriates lots of different African-American, like, historical cultures. But this idea of, um, so not woke, but awake, you know, when we awaken to this path of discovery, Mm. I I think, um, like, that always starts with looking inward, which is like meditation, right? Mm. Meditation, sitting with yourself. What do you feel connected to? Like, you know, can we build that relationship with our inner world and through visualizing, say, meditation with different chakras, can we come to understand what it might feel to strengthen that energetic center? Mm. I mean, do you know what I like mean? I think, I think it's through imagining, through using our imagination, through using our body as yeah. a tool for discovery. That's how we start to like feel into what they might be or what they might represent. Yeah. I know visualization is definitely really important. Um, yeah. When I first started to get into chakras, it was, yeah, it was funny actually. I remember I, um, I went to go and buy, I, I wanted to buy a book on, on them and I was yeah. in the sort of wavy bookshop in um, Covent Garden. I can't remember its name, but you <gasps> might well have known it. Oh my God. Why do I think I know this? Yeah. Is it quite, I feel like I, I feel like I They have like a top, and they have like one of those like top shelves that's all like dark magic and stuff, (laughs) like super wavy. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like saucy lads mags. It's like books about magic. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I remember I was just chatting with my friend. I was just flicking through books and then I turned to her and she was kind of, she had something in mind and I was like, hmm, yeah, I'd quite like to buy a book on chakras. And then I looked (gasps) down at my hand and I just, and in my hand I had like had a book on chakras and I'd just been flicking through them not paying attention and then I said that no yeah so I was like well I've got to buy this book oh my god it came to you yeah so then I started doing 
a lot of visualizations um, at night and stuff, going through the colors and like seeing how they felt. And I guess checking in, see if I had any blockages, but I do remember I'd always fall asleep. I never would make it up past kind of really past my heart chakra ever. And so it was, and I still feel like now (laughs) I'm really rooted like in my lower (laughs) chakras, but I can't always move up into the higher. Into the higher. Oh my, that's hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd always fall asleep before I got past, um, yeah, the Manipura. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's funny. I wonder what, I wonder whether there's a, yeah, that'd be, uh, maybe, maybe I wonder what would happen if you started from the top and mm. worked. But that's interesting as well. You accessed it at that time, right? You accessed that, that time from that meditation with the full moon, I guess, because your path is through astrology. Yeah. So maybe that's your... I wonder whether that's your way into understanding is through. Mm, I do. I do feel like now, I mean, yeah, now I can connect to the higher ones. That was definitely when I was like, just sort of starting out. Cause yeah, for anyone listening, the lower ones are more to do with kind of, yeah, roots and, and base and earth and the higher ones are a bit more kind of psychic ability and, um, a bit more kind of wavier and abstract, I guess. Mm, mm, mm. Um, totally. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's interesting because it's like, actually, the, we, um, we can understand them on a psychological level, like lots of the, the chakra system that we explore now is like very linked to like Jungian psychology, Mm. quite, and I'm no psychologist whatsoever. So, but, but my understanding is that we do if we look from the teachings of Anadea Judith, she, there is lots of that she presents with like how chakras map onto different elements of um, developmental psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually we can access them on so many different levels. We can access them through psychology or we can access them through uh, felt experience. Um, and our home and our center in our body might not be in our base. Mm. You know, and I always try to encourage that in students. They say, oh, well, if they're, they're like, oh, you know what, um, you say we're meditating on the heart space or the, or the brain, mm. and they're like, oh, I, actually, I see yellow. Mm. And you're like, well, yeah, see, feel yellow then. Feel into that because if, you know, if that's what you feel, then honor that and follow that, I think, yeah. rather and, than, you know, mm, and that's being descriptive. Yeah, I think as well, because I do remember I was doing a training once and they said to access the higher chakras, you had to work through your lower chakras first, which I think mm-hmm. maybe was why I was always trying to work up from the base. But actually, yeah. if you, so you can, you know, start from like the top downwards, you think, and just go. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, again, it, I think it depends on the teacher and the practice. Mm-hmm. But as is my belief which does come a lot from the kind of non-dual perspective if anyone's interested in that I can give you loads of geeky books but like I guess my belief is when we say I feel like we can find a bit more liberation when we think of like the subtle body the energy body it's it's fluid Mm. like it's ever shifting it's ever changing Mm. in the same way that our natures are ever changing and life flows through it so like um I think we don't have to start at the lower ones and work up necessarily. We might look at something we want to work on in our own uh, 
I don't know, spiritual psychology, say I, I look at myself and I go, oh, I feel like I would really love to feel more physically strong or be stronger in my interactions. You know, then we, we might go and, and we might focus our awareness on, on building strength in our core, our manipur, our transverse abdominus, whatever you want to call it. Mm. You know, but then if we just focus on that, we're ignoring everything else, aren't we? We're, we're being like binary. Yeah. We? We're being binary. <laughs> we're saying like, you know, and it is non-binary. I think it's the ultimate example of non-binary, the subtle body and the chakra system. It's this idea of like, you know, we can't just strengthen on, if we strengthen one thing, then we ignore everything else and everything else falls to shit. So you're just like, um, you know, I think, we can think of things in a cohesive work through all of them mm. so that we better know our, ourselves so we can as, embrace all aspects of that. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I don't think, yeah, we have to move through them one mm. by one. We can do that because some people that might really work for, um, but getting really curious yeah, with each one, I think, can be such a blessing because then you suddenly go, oh, actually, I've never really worked on my voice. Why have I never worked on my voice? Yeah, yeah, I think, like I said, I was just doing all this work and I just kept working on the, the sort of root and the base one. So I <laughs> and then, and then I felt, and I started to feel like I, that I am, um, and then I was like, I remember my friends all talking about kind of these like, kind of, you know, psychic things that happened to them. And I was like, oh, it never happens to me because I'm just so stuck in my root chakra. <laughs> just hanging out <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, I mean that's a good place to be that really that's that's also a blessing though right because that's a, to have grounding in a world that is incredibly like this vortex of busyness mm. that's also a really that's incredible you know quality I yeah. think anyway yeah and that was also Helena pre pre travels and pre travels yeah I think I did move up into away. the higher chakras after a few years yeah yeah <laughs> you came back cosmic AF and then you're like <laughs> no, it was like I went to Australia for two years and I just came back yeah. like and then you're like I've got to get back in my route <laughs> totally get... totally I'm like I can't just run naked in the forest every day embracing the feminine why not why mm -hmm. what oh, oh lockdown oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so how do you know when your chakras are out of balance this is something people kind of yeah talk about I guess we discussed balancing the chakras and stuff how... yeah Ooh. um how do we know when we're out of balance I guess are we I guess if we're on a yogic path anyway if we're it's any kind of inquiry physical practice reading you know and or I, I guess it's checking in. Mm. Maybe I always say that. I think, um, uh, yeah, I always think it's checking in and checking in, like with, like what's in, what's out of balance in our life. Like where do you? And we, I guess, do that by spending time with ourselves, don't we? Meditation, mm. like checking in. Are we nourishing ourselves in the way? You know, are we always feeling tired? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we? eating the right foods to nourish ourselves from within. Because um, I guess that's actually talking about chakras on quite a physical level, actually, mm. which it, which we can talk about. I guess, you know, we can think of them, uh, the physical body in turn informing the subtle body. 
which I'd say there is correlation there. Obviously, we are in this physical plane. So if we nourish our physical body, we're going to energetically feel more nourished, right? Yeah. And I've heard kind of the saying that, you know, having an overactive chakra and an underactive chakra, I think Andrea Judith speaks a bit about that. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, I think that that can be really interesting. I guess I question whether we can, that's also paired with a certain element of psychology and I'm not a psychologist, so mm. I probably wouldn't comment on that too much. But But yeah, I think we sometimes do... That, that that can be a really nice easy translation like are we too are we really fiery perhaps their inverted commas then perhaps our manipura is overactive mm. perhaps we have this excess of fire and might um cooling subtle body practices so like pranayama uh, spending time in nature you know swimming in cool water um uh, working on uh the heart space on softer practices Mm. might that uh, redress and imbalance there mm. and I think it can I've 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 definitely I'm sure you've seen that as well where sometimes you know we see yogis that always do yin or always do ashtanga and where is the balance where is mm. the you know where is the the softness there that's count you know mm-hmm. so um but I think yeah I think it's doing the work isn't it yeah. And not just necessarily on our own energetic centers. Like, are we doing the work in our wider communities? Mm. Are we doing the wider energetic work? Because that's also feeds back into our own imbalances, I think. Mm. Mm. That's right? very true. That is, yeah. Because it's, it's so easy to, we're not real yogis if we're just doing the work inside. It's, we've got to do it outside as well. Mm. And I think that's so... Because that's an energy exchange as well. So, you know, um, that's our, our bhakti. That's our, our you know, realising that it's not just us out here, right? Mm. It's like, how do you... Um, so, yeah, I think that's... I think that's how you mm. start to work to feel more balanced. Yeah. But it's always evolving, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah. And, like, we're always, you know, moving. We get drawn to one thing and that kind of takes us down another part oh yeah 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 um so you kind of we kind of touched on this anyway um about the different amounts of um chakras that we have and in the west you know the one that we're most familiar with in the west is the seven system but um yeah. I had one teacher in India tell me that um she was doing some chakra healing on me and and she said that I actually we had thousands and then she also talked about sh- uh, chakras in our hands and in our ears and occasionally we do, we do see that as well Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was, do you know what her kind of lineage was? Or do you know what her? Oh, this was like this wavy healing. I had in Oroville in India. (laughs) And honestly, I don't really know what happened. She had some like clicky device and she like just started like clicking it. And then I went into um, a hypnotic state. Oh, wow. So I don't really know what happened, but when I woke up, she was talking about my chakras and yeah. Oh my God. That sounds quite great. Like, the, there's like a break in there or not? Or? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, there's some. We hear so many different ones. I think. I think it's good to stay really grounded in that. Like, there is so much 
different knowledge, isn't mm, there? Mm. Like wherever we turn, and so I think it's really good to be non-dogmatic, like really not get too caught up in like one thing. But yeah, absolutely. I think um, like sometimes we see 108, we see 108 chakras, but which has lots of correlations between like uh, 108 names of Lord Shiva, mm. which we see lots of in, in lots of patterns in yoga. Um, but yeah, there's so many different, so many different. And like I said, Tantra, I think the original teachings, um, lots of them mention five. Mm. Um, so, so different. Yeah, wherever we look. Wherever yeah, we look. there's always, there's always some. But seven, I think, is good. I tend to seven's teach a good number, seven right? idea as a base. That's a yeah. good basis, isn't it? I think yeah. seven. Um. Because then, and also you kind of touched on this a little bit as well, it was, um, do chakras have sounds? Because I've seen those kind of, yeah, because they've each got a symbol as well, haven't they? Mm, mm-hmm, mm. Do they each have a sound as well? Yeah. Is Om so, the heart chakra? What's that? Is Om, Om is the heart chakra. So we get, we get different bijas, yes, we get different bijas sound, sound mantras um, mm. to kind of drop into them, um, which are said to there's also there's also a a tone if you're getting really specific Mm. then quite often there's a tone which accommodates those different bija mantras so Mm -hmm. you chant them at different uh pitches um with which to to energetically raise the vibrations of Mm. each of the centers Mm. Mm. uh so yeah we get the bija sound mantras which we sometimes hear in chanting we'll we'll Lots of teachers will go through them. Um, so we have like lam or lum. It's mm. the Sanskrit's more like it's so it's more like you pronounce it like thumb. It's more mm. like lum. Mm. Um, so that's like for the muladhara to channel the earth element. Then we get bam, the svadhisthana, um, om and om are normally like um, uh, the two highest actually. Mm. So we normally find those with the Ajna um, and the Sahasrara, so the crown chakra, mm. um, our connection with divinity. Because um, Orm is sort of meant to be that primordial sound, which which connects us with the universe, uh, sort of infinite space. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, they all... Quite often, we to connect with those, for lots of people, sound is really Yeah, a really good way. Mm. Mm-hmm especially women in the West, if, if, if we have been, you know, we're all like, we live in a patriarchy, like <laughs> slowly evaporating, hopefully. Um, but, uh, sound can be incredibly empowering. Sometimes if I work with women or like women only classes that I find lots of them can access the chakras through sound, I find. Mm. Um, cause it is this like, ah, doors to like expression, empowerment. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, it's really sick. And I guess we're talking about, you know, different types of learners, right? And people do connect with things in different ways. Mm, Some people, mm-hmm. you know, that might want to do a sort of, you know, colour meditation for other people, that kind of physicality of feeling the mm, you know, that mm-hmm. the sound vibrate through your body can mm-hmm. be so powerful. Wow, yeah. And you yeah, can really totally. th- feel things shift, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Um yeah totally yeah oh god I feel so inspired I'm teaching after this and I'm like oh god <laughs> oh okay oh, so many yeah. ideas it's, it's such inspiring stuff to talk about I think because it's it is these are practices that 
I think can be so healing as well. Like um, when we get out of our heads with them, that's the wonderful thing. I think like dropping into uh, the subtle body or, or the chakra system, it's, it, you know, it's like this portal, isn't it? Mm. To deeper knowledge or understanding. Mm which can feel quite wacky when you first dive into it, but then uh, gradually you come to, it can be really illuminating, I think. Um, mm. Mm. Lucky them tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll end up being like lucky super them. wavy. Everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> um, hey, Mary asked this. She said, what chakra do you feel most connected to? <gasps> oh, Mary. <laughs> um Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I, oh, I was, I used to feel incredibly connected to Manipura, mm. mainly because of the physical metaphor of building strength in my body. Mm. As someone that actually can be quite shy naturally, um, I, which lots of people go running, um, mm. but I think naturally I do have, I can be quite shy. And I, I found working with the, this energy of the sun, of the kind of inverted commas masculine in a, in a less gendered sense, but more of an energetic sense, like building strength in my core, that really has helped me, I found, in not only my practice, but my life. Like I found working with that. So I feel really quite connected to like that. Um, but then also, I guess throw actually, recently throw, I think it's because I love to chant and I love kirtan and I feel like sound is this beautiful tool to connect us all. It's so natural. Yeah. And I was I, doing a lot of throat chakra work a year ago and I joined a choir and that was like, yeah, super powerful. Oh, it's the most natural, it's the most ancient practice ever, isn't it? Like yeah. us coming together as people to sing. Yeah. Is is so, it it transcends time. It's the most natural, oldest thing, isn't it? Yeah, it so, is. Mm-hmm. Oh, is your choir still going? You had a choir, you have a choir. Well, um, I actually left it for a little bit, mm. but I'm going to go back to it. It's because I'm in the process of buying a house. So I was like, oh, I have to Amazing. concentrate um, yeah. on doing making that happen. But yeah. then I'm going to go back. Yeah, I'm going to go back to them because they're wonderful. Yeah, you posted some really, really beautiful videos of kind of everyone weaving in between each other, singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really lucky. Um, they're very much about community and... Um, people and inclusivity and they're really cool yeah they're called murmuration so if anyone wants to check them out check them out because they're incredible (laughs) yeah that's epic yeah definitely anyone wanting to do chakra stuff it is it is super powerful how many blocks we have around kind of our voice and and when to speak and and also some and also when to not speak as well absolutely yeah Mm. I think we're quite often um, I think it is a culture thing sometimes as well. It's like this, it, you know, if we're British, if we are British, then sometimes interlaced in the cultural, like makeup of who we are is this kind of, you know, deferring or being a bit, um, submissive sometimes. Mm. And so, yeah, I think working on your throat can just like amplify your voice and make you realize that it's really valuable to use your voice in the world. Mm. 
and I think becoming like you know clearer and concise with your words more concise it kind of mm. helps like that with that as well you know being able to speak really directly and, and clear in, in your voice and in your vision absolutely which you are fantastic at (laughs) so perhaps we've got much to learn about your throat chakra thank you I don't know I was just well I was just thinking saying that I was like well you know going and doing kind of yeah the the choir stuff that was what helped me so I'm I'm really pleased that you um that you acknowledged that (laughs) oh yeah yeah I can feel that I can feel that there's work there but also a natural ability to express yourself yeah yeah epic oh thanks Elena um and thanks so much for the chat um I know you've got lots of book recommendations oh yes I do um let me think off the top of my head so I'll definitely include them in the in the show notes and I'll probably I'll try and include a um a photo of um typical chakra system as well so people when they're listening they can have a look and see the colors and stuff that we've been talking about that sounds a brilliant idea yeah that sounds wicked um I just off the top of my head, like I think I said, so I that learned a lot. I think history is always great to learn. I think with these practices, so we we honor their origins, or mm. we can honor the people that originally shared this this knowledge and where it came from. So, Tantra Illuminated um, by Harish Willis, I, I really really recommend. Um, Anadea Judith, Eastern Body Western Mind, is a beautiful book. Mm. Um, especially if you're interested in psychology as well, that, that's really nice to dip into. There's another uh, Peter Rendell did a book in the kind of seventies that is quite conversational and really nice. Um, and there's a book I think called Layer Yoga that's quite interesting because I believe that's again looking. I'm uh, trying to remember. That's really good. Anyway, that's a that's a great one, but. There's millions. Yeah, millions. Millions. Yeah, so much, so lots of homework for anyone listening. (laughs) So much homework, and I will check up, so, you know. Yeah, I'll check up. I don't know how, I'll give people detention or something if they haven't done their chakra homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, amazing, cool. Thank you so much, Elena. Um, Thank you for sharing your knowledge and all of your, yeah, wonderful insights and really painting such a, beautiful picture of everything as well oh my pleasure thanks so much for asking me I hope it's been interesting and I haven't just just you know dumped too much brain bending stuff there (laughs) no all good and yeah for anyone listening Elena teaches um at 7 30 a.m on Thursdays and um yeah and you always weave in magic into your classes so oh thank you that's really kind that's really kind Thank you once again to Elena for joining us on the Wolfcast. It was utterly fascinating and inspiring to delve deeper into the chakra system. I have included Elena's book recommendations in the show notes. And if you are listening via the website, I have also included a photo of the main seven chakra system, which we were discussing. Elena teaches live and online on Thursday mornings at 7.30am which is also available as a wild rental. We love your feedback and are always open to suggestions for the next topic. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review and we'll see you next time.